everyone, Dan Cassidy here. Welcome to Top of the Morning on the UBS Market Moves podcast channel. Our conversation today will recap the week that was as we will explore the drivers behind activity in equity markets, offer some takeaways from the FOMC minutes, examine some notable data points, and of course, preview the week ahead. So joining me here for the conversation today, glad to welcome back to Top of the Morning, Mike Gord, Investment Associate Americas with the UBS Chief investment office. So Mike, good morning. Happy Friday to you and looking forward to our conversation today. Yeah, good morning, Dan, and happy Friday indeed. I'm, I'm looking forward to it as well. Why don't we jump right in? Sounds good. And Mike, I know our listeners, our clients have probably taken notice how over the past few sessions this week, U.S. equity markets, uh, they've come under some pressure. And this was even prior to the release of the July FOMC meeting minutes, which I know you'll dig into a bit with us in a few moments. Though, looking at a 50,000 foot view of it all, what were the contributing factors of the moves we witnessed this week in equity markets? Mike, and the CIO's outlook longer term for equities remain intact, given what we've seen this week? Yeah, great, great question. So jumping right to, to the key point, uh, you know, CIO's outlook for equities hasn't changed. Uh, you know, we still expect most major equity markets, including the U.S. equity market, to continue to rally through the end of the year. Uh, but like we've been saying since really the past year and a half, since the onset of the pandemic, that markets are still going to be volatile. You know, things are always changing. Situation on the ground is, is always evolving. So they're, they're going to be volatile. And this week has just really reinforced that point again. Uh, just to reiterate, though, our June 2022 price target for the S&P 500 is unchanged. That's at, that's at 4,800, uh, representing about 9% upside from, from today's levels. Now, working through this week's meaningful data and news does paint a bit of a picture on why U.S. stocks came under some pressure. Uh, and the story really kicked off last Friday uh, when we got a disappointing reading from the University of Michigan Consumer Sentiment Survey. Uh, that, that result actually fell to its lowest level since 2011. So pretty disappointing there, much lower than what we were expecting. Uh, then on Monday of this week, we saw Chinese industrial production and Chinese retail sales come in. Uh, weaker than expected, that you know caused a drop in Asian markets, which you know, has knock-on effects for U.S. stocks as well. Uh, then on Tuesday, we got new World Health Organization data showing you know just a rapid rise in COVID cases globally. Um, and on Tuesday, we also saw U.S. retail sales come in much lower than expected, uh, and that you know goes to suggest that some of the support from stimulus checks could be fading at this point. Uh, then then Wednesday, of course, you know as you mentioned, we got the July FOMC minutes. Uh, those suggested that the committee could start tapering purchases by the end of the year, and that was sooner than what market than what the market had as its consensus view. Uh, they had January 2022 as the most likely start date. Uh, so while that's not you know outright bearish in its own regard, it, it just goes to show that the market may be less attuned to the Fed's thinking than they had anticipated. Um, so that's really the gist of the equity market weakness we've seen lately. If I had to summarize it in one sentence, it'd probably be that you know volatile data yields volatile equity market moves, which which we've been cautioning is going to be the case for some time, uh, and you know it's been the case for some time now, and will be the case going ahead, going ahead. So that that's what's going on this week in equity markets, Dan. 
Okay, well, Mike, that was a very helpful recap, and you put it very well when we were speaking offline before we started with the podcast. All roads this week seem to lead back to the Fed. So you mentioned a few moments ago how CIO's outlook for equities, that remains intact, though. What about the policy outlook? Has that at all changed, Mike, based on what we heard from the Fed this week? And I'm curious as well, any expectations as far as what we might hear at the upcoming Jackson Hole Symposium? Yes. So, so the latest FOMC minutes, they don't change, uh, you know, CIO, our, our outlook in terms of Fed actions. And to cut right to, to the heart of your question about Jackson Hole, you know, investors really want to know if the Fed is going to announce any, you know, further progress towards tapering uh, at the upcoming symposium. We in CIO don't expect that. Uh, we think that they're going to use the meeting to discuss how conditions have changed from their last meeting, uh, you know, just back in July. But, and, and the reason is because conditions have changed, and materially so. Uh, in just those three weeks since the July meeting, we've gotten July payroll data showing 943,000 additional jobs created alongside an upward revision for June. We got softer CPI readings than expected, giving the Fed some more breathing room in that regard. Uh, but most importantly, the minutes from the last meeting showed some real concern about the threat of the Delta variant. And given that case counts, today have more than doubled since those comments and and alongside that brought weaker high frequency data uh we think the fed's going to be reluctant to use the symposium to take another step towards tapering uh so in in terms of our base case it continues to be that the fed is going to announce the taper at the december meeting with tapering to commence in January of 2022. I do want to reflect on the macro calendar for this week. I know it was fairly busy. We did receive some notable data points. Uh, can you recap those for us? Yeah, sure. So uh, I have mentioned a few already. Uh, that retail sales figure in the U.S., um, you know, that was a disappointment after last month's 0.7% increase. The street was looking for a 0.3% decrease month over month. Uh, we got a 1.1% decrease instead, so so pretty pretty meaningfully lower than expected. Um, you know, the most notable release this week was going to be the FOMC meeting minutes, but we've already touched on that. Um, but if you do want some more detail here, I encourage you to read uh, our senior U.S. economist's blog on the topic, which was published back on Wednesday. Uh, the other noteworthy economic data release this week was the initial unemployment claims number, which came in at 348,000, a new post-pandemic low. Uh, so solid trends there in the labor market. Uh, the Fed loves to continue to see that. Uh, the other major data point worth mentioning this week is, is just COVID cases, as the virus is still far and away the most meaningful obstacle uh, in, in the way of a, a full economic market and social activity recovery. Uh, we now have two back-to-back weeks of disappointing data with cases in the Americas rising 13% and then 18% in the latest two subsequent weeks. So just compounding itself just again and again, not not great there. Uh, so that, that's really the data from this week, yeah. Okay, well, Mike, thank you for recapping those notable macro points of interest. You mentioned Brian Rose, his blog. I will point out quickly for our listeners, our clients, uh, that blog available on UBS.com forward slash CIO. FOMC minutes suggest earlier start to taper. So for clients listening in, you can, of course, contact your financial advisor if you're interested in receiving a copy of Brian's blog. Now, Mike, maybe one final point we could hit on for this week. So we're now looking ahead to uh, next week, what's on tap that you'll be keeping an eye out for that might have the potential to uh, move markets? Yeah, so 
on the economic data front, it's going to be a quiet start to the week before ramping up. Uh, so most of the data is coming in the second half of next week. Next Thursday, we get the latest initial and continuing jobless claims numbers. Uh, we also get the second reading for Q2 GDP. Uh, then Friday, we get the July reading for PCE inflation, which, again, is the Fed's preferred inflation gauge. Uh, and then lastly, we will get the final revision of the University of Michigan survey data. Uh, hopefully, we'll see a somewhat of an upward revision after that disappointing reading last week. Uh, but beyond the economic data, I'm, I'm really going to continue to monitor the COVID data uh, based on data that we're seeing from other countries that have experienced the Delta variant outbreaks earlier than the U.S., confirmed cases should begin rolling over soon. Of course, if we don't see that occur, you know, that supports the notion that, that vaccines are, are helping here. And given the U.S.'s lagging performance in that regard, vaccination rates are, are the other major public health data point I'd be watching right now. Any, any indications of meaningful increases there, incredibly positive from an economic and, and markets perspective. So that, that's what's on top of the minds for next week, Dave. Yeah, that will be quite pivotal. So a lot there to keep an eye on, though. Mike, very productive conversation today. Uh, thank you for dropping by and recapping what was a busy week, a market-moving week, citing some interesting data points and some points of interest for the week ahead. Look forward to catching back up again with you soon, Mike. Wish you a nice weekend. Absolutely, Dan. Have a nice weekend as well. Thank you, Mike. And again, today we've been joined by Mike Gord, Investment Associate Americas with the UBS Chief Investment Office. So as a reminder to our clients and our listeners, uh, the UBS Chief Investment Office does author a variety of publications and blogs that touch on timely market developments, asset classes, and portfolio allocation. These resources can all be located on UBS.com forward slash CIO. Now for clients of UBS, you can also contact your financial advisor if you would like to learn more about any topics covered on today's podcast, or if you would like to receive a copy of any of CIO's publications or blogs directly. Top of the Morning is part of the UBS Market Moves podcast channel, which is available where podcasts are found, including on iTunes, Spotify, TuneIn, Stitcher, and Pandora. Visit UBS.com forward slash studios to view the entire podcast offering, as well as the new UBS trending video series. From UBS Studios, I'm Dan Cassidy. Thank you for joining us. UBS Chief Investment Office's investment views are prepared and published by the Global Wealth Management Business of UBS AG or its affiliate, UBS. This material has no regard to the specific investment objectives, financial situation, or particular needs of any specific recipient and is published for informational purposes only. As a firm providing wealth management services to clients globally, UBS AG and its subsidiaries offer both investment advisory services and brokerage services. Investment advisory services and brokerage services are separate and distinct, differ in material ways and are governed by different laws and separate arrangements. In the USA, UBS Financial Services, Inc. is a subsidiary of UBS AG and a member of FINRA SIPC. For information, please visit our website at ubs.com forward slash working with us. For a full legal disclaimer applicable to the independent investment views produced by UBS, please visit our website at ubs.com forward slash CIO disclaimer.